Is MetroPCS using you like an ATM? Then flip off MetroPCS and switch to Boost Mobile and save. And that's what I did. I, I just got used to paying a ton of money for really awful service and spotty data. I just assumed that all mobile services pretty much sucked. Then I switched to Boost I've never looked back. Everything's been magnificent. Every Facebook Live on Carcon Carne is done on my Samsung Galaxy 8, which I got from Boost Mobile and runs on the insanely fast Boost Network. Get started at BoostMobile.com or any brick-and-mortar Boost store. How was that? That was really good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank I'm you. really good. All right, uh, you're already eating. Should we get this going? Yeah, yeah I didn't, I I didn't you, wait. You couldn't wait. <laughs> it's Carcon Carne. And it is Carcon Carne, the world's only food podcast recorded in a car. The car is my Mazda 3. I'm James Van Osdell, joined shotgun by the very talented Fiona Gray. I'm here. I'm here. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, and we are in front of Roma's on Cicero, just south of Montrose. People love this place. The second I posted that I was recording here tonight, people went nuts. Like, oh my God, the fries are hand cut. Yeah. The, the food's great. Hot Doug's has his uh, sausage here. This is going to be awesome. And what were they playing when we walked in? They were playing The Loop. <laughs> and, okay, so I, I work on The Loop. I generally work 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. on the air. Uh, this week, as we're recording, I'm filling in on Afternoon Drive. Just came here from The Loop. I, I said to the woman behind the counter, I'm like, oh, you, you listen to The Loop. Do you, do you listen to The Loop a lot? She said, all day long. I said, really? Is that your choice? It's the owner's choice. He loves it. I said, well, you know, I work there. I'm on the air. You know, I really appreciate that you listen to The Loop. Couldn't have given less of a she shit. You know, not, not even. I, I thought this is a great chance to reach out to, to a listener and say, thank you. Really, like, one-on-one, thank you for listening. Couldn't care less. But you try. I mean, you you know what it's like to reach out to fans and no, yeah. make a connection and... I thought it was cool. Yeah, I thought so too. All right, so before we begin, before we eat, uh, I want to get Facebook Live engaged. Cool. And uh, we'll we'll talk. And then I'll share it. Yeah. Let's get more of you. I mean, really, let's get more of you. I just got this jacket. I don't want people to see it. All right, so that is kind of a cool jacket. It is, Barcelona. You got it in Barcelona? Yeah, because Barcelona in Zara is so much cheaper. I'm sorry, I'm posting this again. Wait, like, at least show us your arm or something so we can... Oh, look at that. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm okay. wearing a, a yellow shirt from Target. It's, it's a lot a, of high fashion going on. But there's some great here. colors going on. That's right. Blue and yellow. Okay. Oh, look. You just shared the video. That's fantastic. I did. All right. So, oh, Fiona good. Gray. Okay. That's uh, what I wanted to do. This Facebook Live is two days before one of your big gigs, and you brought a visual aid. In the oh, cart. my goodness. I want you to show this off. Wait. So, today's Chicago Sun-Times. <laughs> one second. Who's on the cover? No, we don't need to know that. Oh, it's, look at that. You're me. in the newspaper. It's here. Me. Oh, wait, no, let's here. hold it a little closer. So it's Bill Zwecker. The Zweck. Zweck, Zweck. And look, there is Fiona. Right there. In today's yeah. Chicago Sun-Times. Right there. Just like... That's a really... Actually, the thing I'm sitting on in that photo is a, t- it's a computer monitor that I maybe had a few glasses of wine and spray-painted pink. Very nice. And then put glitter over it. Very For nice. For no reason other than I was like, I'm going to 
be an I just wanted to like be a kid and have an art project. I love it. And uh, I, I made use out of it on the Chicago Sun Times. Which uh, this is a nice, nice little piece. It's actually it's a, a good, long piece. It's a long piece. All that is uh-huh. all, all me. Uh, and one of my favorite quotes from the entire article uh, regarding your return <laughs> to Chicago. Thank God I'm here to get my sanity back. I'm here to get my sanity back. Because you spend most of your time, or a lot of your time, in Los Angeles. Yeah, and I'm just not the same person. So you are a Chicago, you are a Midwestern person. Mm-hmm. It is different, isn't it? Yeah. I mean... It's different. The, the personality... People are really... People are nice. And I say that to Chicago people, and they look at me like, no, they're not. And I go, you have not been a lot of other places. I think, I think people here are very nice once you get them off the road. Mm-hmm. Or worse in L.A. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, every, everyone in cars is just evil. So, <laughs> L.A. <included>. culture... I've got to think Los Angeles culture has not jaded you, but informed some of your art. Oh, I mean, 100%. If you've I, the songs you've listened to any one of yeah, yeah, my songs. That, that's exactly where I'm going. I mean, yeah. pop culture, just plastic culture yeah. seems to pop up. Yeah. And I, I think this is the result of someone with a Midwestern... Ethic being thrust into that world completely, and you don't realize things until you step out of that world. Like I don't realize how crazy my reality is until I go to Chicago for two weeks, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" That Chicago doesn't m- suffer fools in the same way, <laughs> and it, it allows you that time to like, I don't know, be with yourself, think, mm-hmm. walk. You don't walk in LA, so you don't think. That's my oh my theory. god! I went to. I haven't been to Los Angeles more than maybe three times in my life. I was staying at the Hyatt House on Sunset Strip, uh-huh. and I said to the concierge, I woke up really early uh, the morning I was supposed to leave, and I, I wanted to see the, the the Walk of Fame, or yeah, yeah, what's, yeah. what's it called? The is Hollywood it? Walk of Fame. Okay. And I said to the concierge, how far is the walk? I, want, I just want to walk there. Yeah. And the concierge said, I don't know, maybe two miles. I said, oh, okay, cool. Well, I can get you a cab. I'm like, no, it's, it's cool. I'll walk. Oh, she and she was, was shocked. Freaked out, yeah. Yeah. Because, of course, nobody walks in L.A. No, I have a coffee shop a mile down the road, and I'll have people come to my house, and I'll be like, oh, let's go get coffee. And they're like, oh, where is it? I'm like, they're just around the block. And, like, five minutes into the walk, they're like, where are you taking me? Should I get a lift? No. <laughs> Work out. You can Put go on to, some sensible shoes. You can go this. to yoga yeah. for three hours, but you can't walk around the block. Yeah. <laughs> that is the mindset. So, I mean, how do you stay grounded? I, I'm grounded? Um, no, I... Uh, um, I songwrite. I know it sounds cliche, but like detox therapy. Just dive into your art. Yeah, dive into your yeah. Travel a lot. I'm not in one place. You are kind of nomadic, vagabond. Yeah, which is funny because I love structure and I love home. Mm-hmm. But I'm also I realize I'm, you know, I'm not going to be able to live everywhere for the rest of my life. I've Eventually, I'm going to want to... So this is the moment. This is the time. I'm like yeah. 22. I'm like, time to do it. I'm 22 also. Yeah. yeah. This is like 22 Club. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so the reason why I brought up the Zwecker piece, Shuba's Thursday Night. Yeah. So I'm this so is excited. a big, big homecoming fun show. I'm so excited. Yeah. So going... So you had my dad on the show like Ralph a few Covert. weeks back. Um, See, I didn't know if it was a, a dick move to mention your dad. Like, as you're standing on your own as an artist, is it wrong to invoke... No. I don't mind. It's not like I'm like standing here and being like, like I'm not an artist that can sit here and be like, and then my daddy paid for my right. album. Like my dad hasn't paid for anything. My dad, for my first record I ever did, he made me work intern hours for the amount of hours I wanted to be in the studio. 
See, I pre- as a parent, I yeah. appreciate that. And I was, I thought he was the meanest person ever. And then I was like, oh, you're actually like, you're teaching me a lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I like, I like, I'm not ashamed to say. Not a shame thing, but I just, some people, I, I remember back in the day, yeah. interviewing the Wallflowers yeah. on, on their first tour. And Jacob Dylan didn't want any reference to Bob Dylan. Like that, that, those I'm were the sorry. orders we got from that Interscope. Is- Stupid. That, that's what I If thought. my dad was Bob Dylan, I would be like standing on the top building being like. <laughs> so you may remember Blood on the Tracks by my father, Bob Dylan. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you, may, you remember Blowing in the Wind? Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is a little song. This is a little. That DNA is floating, floating in me, me, bitch. Yeah. So take me seriously. Uh-huh. No. Um, but my dad, I mean, I would go. She was a place my dad would play. And on top of that, I played there. I was like singing in a band, like singing in a band, Kitten. I was kind yeah. of, and I was on tour for not even that long, like six weeks, seven weeks, and um, maybe even a little less. And uh, we did a two night at Shuba's. So that was the last time I played there. Was we did two shows and it was like wild, where you play like a eight o'clock and a ten o'clock show. Yeah, so, yeah. So many good Shuba's memories. So come Thursday. Here's the thing that always bugged me about Shuba's. The bar in the back of the room. Yeah, why isn't it? Yeah, it's just awkwardly located because for those of us who don't rush the stage, if you're standing by the back of the room, you're always getting jostled by people who need their beer during the yes. show. I think we should just all agree, don't drink during the show. Yeah. It goes by quick. You don't need the beer. I'm playing 45 minutes. Yeah. Like, you can sip. Right. Just <laughs> eyes forward. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. It, but the sound there is amazing. I mean, you will sound amazing there. Thank God I've been playing L.A. venues, no matter if they're, like, the best venue in the world, unless you're playing, like, the Troubadour, which I love the sound there. But everywhere else, it's like, you think that you would put some money into making your band sound good. Right. I'm sure I'm eating fries. So, no, I, we should bust out the food here in a second. Uh, but mentioning Ralph Covert, your dad, what, did you even have a prayer of not becoming a musician or having... My parents the, did. My mom's also an actor and a singer. And I think both my parents were, like... Dear Lord, don't have my daughter have to be put through what we've been put through our entire life. So I mean, what, what was it that lit the spark? Was it just being around music? It was never a spark lit. It was like literally born with the spark. Like the spark, I don't remember the spark being lit. Like it was like, if you asked me when I was eight, there's an interview actually, I think it's on WGN. I think I'm either with my mom or my dad. And they're like, what are you going to be when you grow up? And I'm like, I'm going to be an actor, a singer, and a dancer. And I was like so gung-ho about it. And I just never changed. And then it... it evolves you know it's it's so funny the way parents try to you know i want my kid to you know strike his or her own or mm-hmm. set out in his or her own path yeah uh, it never in a million years occurred to me that any of my children would follow down my path and i'm talking to my son he just got his classes lined up for sophomore year and you know okay you're gonna do spanish again and more science and you know, ap government cool good for you what elective are you taking? Oh, broadcasting. Oh, shit. Really? Oh, my God. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's it's interesting, but... But it wasn't like, hey, uh, you really... Um, maybe you should take this elective. You know what I mean? You were the yeah. parent who's like, I think you should take broadcast. You know? No, no. I just... He came by it, honestly. It ha- that's the way it has to happen. I, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You, you can't force that stuff. But, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. But if anything, then you have that... The bar that your parents set is so much higher because... Not that they want, but you you want to impress them. Yeah. They don't even, I don't even think, my, like, care as much. But I'm always like, oh, I want to show my dad how good of a song I write. Or I want to show my mom that performance. Or, you know. Did they give you good advice? Maybe not even from a music perspective, but just from a going forth and being your own, like, business person. 
I think the music industry and any entertainment industry is like just consistency and and rebranding just surviving it like I think if you can survive in this industry and have it be what you are just continuing one step in front of one foot in front of the other for the your entire career I mean that's my the thing I've seen my parents like I've seen us shoot down to no money sure and then spark up to being okay again and it was just because they weren't afraid to keep walking I, I think that's great advice. I, I tell podcasters all the time, the secret to having a successful podcast is just not giving up. Yeah. Keep doing Keep, it. Yeah. If you, if you believe in it, I think this is true of, of many of the arts. If you believe that what you're creating is good and of value. Yeah. Wait, wait, hang on. We got someone coming to the car. Hi, how are you? I, she just told me what you said. I just wanted to thank you for being the best radio station in Chicago. Right. On. What's your name? Oh, Fred. I love it. Fred? Yeah. Hi, James Van Oslo. Very nice to meet you. How are you, James? How Hi, are you? I'm Fiona. Fiona, nice to meet you. To meet you so you listen to The Loop? All day, every day. Right. I really appreciate it. <laughs> no, we appreciate your music. Well, I'll be on tomorrow afternoon. Give it a listen. Okay. I right. love it. Thanks. And we're going to dive into your food here in a couple we're seconds. Oh, you're going to love oh, it. Make sure you give us a plug. Then. Absolutely. We will. Like it. We Thanks. Will. Have a good one. If you don't hate it. If you hate it, don't say nothing. If you love it, tell a friend. We will. We will. Thank yeah, you. Thanks. <laughs> see, this is why I like recording in my car. People just come to the window. I, I love that. You see, that was Fred, the uh, the owner of the place. That's so cool. All right, hang on. Ben Randall says, eat those fries before they get soggy. I'm having anxiety about your I've fries. I've been eating them. I'm having anxiety. All right, hang on, Ben. Uh, ben Thank actually, you, ben. he saw that I posted uh, that we were here, and uh, he came by and brought his kids by. Oh, which they is super so cool. Uh huh. Mm. Mm. Right they're on. Really good. I would say. No, I'm 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 living in California lately. Wait, hang on. Brian Brian says, "Where are you?" We're at Roma's on Cicero. Better than In and Out. Really? See, you're a Midwestern girl to the end. <laughs> you're like, have a little more flavor. All right, how do you feel about eating food on camera? I do you feel not weird? even care. Oh, had napkin somewhere, not there. I didn't wear white for a reason. What's that? I didn't wear white for a reason. I just I don't even it. try anymore. I know. I think this is probably that one looks. If it's heavy, it's mine. Yeah. The spicy. Here, let's, let's do the weight. Yeah, the weight challenge. Wait. This, this feels like an Italian sauce. Yes. Italian. All right, so I got the atomic combo, which is the hot dog atomic sausage. Oh, this smells so good, Fiona. Oh, my God. Oh, look at this. So yeah, the, yeah, on Cicero. Cicero, uh, south of Montrose. Oh, there we go. Here we oh. go. Oh. There, look at that. That's wild. So this is going to make me cry and sweat on camera. Wait, is that yours? No, this... That's yours. You've this got, is mine. you got a little bit of the uh, okay. red sauce on it. I got the red sauce. Ooh, that, that looks... looks ooh. That smells good. Oh, it smells really good. And they asked if you wanted cheese on it, too. Yeah. But this, I, my hands are already like, greasy. That and, was really, really good. Wait, should, I, should I check for napkins before no, we get too far? Fine. Okay. You're wearing that nice, uh, nice yeah. jacket from Barcelona. <laughs> it was like as I'm wearing my shirt from Target. It was 14 euros. I don't know what that translates to. That could be five mil- five million dollars. Like I never bu- know. Like nine bucks. <laughs> okay. Here we go. The mm. atomic combo. Mm. By the end of the interview, they'll mm. just be lying around my lips. There'll be no. All- <laughs> oh yeah, I. We're not shaking hands. We we no. may need a hug. Yeah, goodbye. Just a because- hug. <laughs> Ooh, thank you, hot dog. Oh. Is it spicy? Yeah, it is. And I love this. The uh, au jus is 
That looks really making good. the uh, bun lose its integrity. That but really it's, looks good. It's so good. The Italian beef is right on. Mm. This is really good. Mm. Mm-hmm. That looks great. It's classic. It is. <laughs> I know. <that's> a, <laughs> it is. Do places like this even exist in Los Angeles? Um. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I mean, they don't, right? <laughs> I don't think so. You know, food trends boggle my mind. I have a feeling that 10 years from now, people will look back on 2017 and say, really, people drink vinegar. Like, you could buy <laughs> bottles of vinegar at every convenience store. That was a thing you people did. What the fuck were you thinking? I drink, like... Are you a kombucha drinker? Yeah. I love vinegar. Ex- explain that to me. I drink, like... Well, here's my thought with it. When you don't want to drink, but you don't want... You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's that kind of... You can sip it and enjoy it like you would, like, a glass of wine mm-hmm. or a beer, but it's not alcohol. It's, like, the closest, closest alternative. I don't know. I've been Maybe scared that to makes try no it. Sense. It, it seems oh, weird to me. Oh, it's great. I spent way too much money on it. Really? I also love, like, I mean, like, I'm big into, like, apple cider vinegar, and, like, I just love vinegars. I like the taste of it, too. I put it on my salad. But are you one of those people who grows their own, what are they called, mothers? <laughs> no. I'm not... Not that LA. Okay, not that LA. Good. Mm-mm. But um, yeah, I think it's good. I also like fresh pressed juices are a trend that's really big right now. Like people spending like people. I say people like I don't do this. Um, like ten, fifteen dollars on like a juice. No. Yeah. That's that sounds very LA to me. Uh huh. I, I just have like. Oh, I don't care. I'm have food all in my face. Okay. We're not live. Um, I don't. <laughs> right. We're only live on audio. On audio. No one needs to see. No one needs to know. No one needs to know. <laughs> this will be our little secret. Yeah. All right. So I, I guess we can keep talking about you. Um, <laughs> we talked. We briefly talked about you know some of the subjects of your music. Uh, mm. Los Angeles culture around you. Where does inspiration hit you? I mean, you said that one of the ways you kind of duck out of the goofiness there is you kind of lose yourself in your music. So where does inspiration find you? Um, I don't, I think it's all, I mean, we are so overwhelmed with our phones and the media and everything going on. I feel like it's hard to dodge. Right. Um, in so many ways, I also think that it's, it's very easy to criticize all of the, celebrities and influencers around us Mm -hmm. but then to watch the ways that we become as obsessed with their lives is so interesting to me um and also um just like i said you know songwriting is my therapy i'm messing things up constantly so there's always something to write about (laughs) (laughs) and being in a backdrop like la it's naturally gonna come out in that kind of fantasy so do do you carry notebook with you like, no. do you have one with you today? Um, no. If I, like, I'll, I sing into my voice. I mean, I sing into my voice. I sing into my voice memos mm. a lot. Um, but my traditional, when I get home, I put them on a, a tape player. I still songwrite on a cassette player. So, I'm like, you know, it's, it's just a process I do that, you know, takes the stress out that I'll give dear old dad, um, it's his, it's his thing. Wait, are you really, oh, there are your fries. Yeah. What I like about your voice and your songs, your songs are very accessible, very hooky, very sing-alongable. Mm-hmm. 
there's definitely a little bit of an edge or a bite to them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, on face value, like if my 11-year-old daughter listened to it, yeah. she'd be right. She'd be all aboard. Mm-hmm. But someone like me, I, I can appreciate the... Uh, you don't want to just like... So, when I'm making... Like, when I'm writing a song that is sounding like it's going to be a pop song, I don't want to write about falling in love because that's boring. I want to write about something that is darker. Like, yeah. I would take, write a pop song that sounds like a pop song and you're talking about fear of dying. Like, like these two, like, I'm, I love, I love taking, um, things that wouldn't traditionally go together. Um, my I most, my most typical love song sounds like a song you'd hear at a funeral. Like, and it's, it's not, and I don't, I wouldn't even say it's like, oh, I'm going to do this because it's different or weird. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't work with my songwriter's ear to make something that's so accessible that it's expected. That's cool. I, lo- I love that. All right, so new EP on the way soon? No. Oh, dear Lord, I hope so. The, the fall. <laughs> so yeah, it is. It's going to be Is everything pretty much recorded and yeah, it just needs to be mastered? Yeah, it needs We have a little bit more um, production that's going to be done. Um, but other than that... All right, I'm going to pick this up. <laughs> We're going to play a little roulette here. Uh-huh. I'm going to bet it's my... 15-year-old son asking for food. Hello? Uh-huh. Hi, Noah. Are you calling to ask me for food? I was going to ask for a soda pop. Soda pop. Not a caffeinated one. Maybe like a root beer or a Sprite. No. All right, Noah, I'm recording. I'm not bringing you home, bringing you home soda. I don't think French fries are going to make any better. <laughs> All right, that's enough out of you. Have a good night. I'll see you in a bit. <laughs> I'll take French fries. I love it. Um... So yeah, um, just a few extra finishing touches. Got it. But mixed for the most part. All right. So where will this uh, EP find you? Like, what can we expect? Um, it's it's a perfect mix of like. I feel like it's it's very vulnerable EP that talks about um our religious infatuation with pop culture. Um, I think there's a lot of religious metaphors, um, more from an observant side of just like taking the way that you fall in love with someone and then comparing that to the way that people worship gods was a big thing going into the record. Like the, that kind of, these are big ideas. Yeah. So like that, that kind of, or like even like the way that you think about Santa Claus, like when you're a kid, like you, you know, like you know it exists and anyone can tell you anything about it and it still exists mm-hmm. is how I feel about what my love what the love I was writing about was like I'm not gonna listen to anything and I, and I think and, and, and naturally a lot of worship and obsession and religious metaphors kind of come into play so I mean you can also <laughs> use that to describe politics yeah like, mm-hmm. kind of tune out yeah what, what your brain's telling you and just mm-hmm. you make yourself believe Mm-hmm. Anything. Um, there's um, a mix of some old and new songs. Um, will be new to everyone, but songs that have lived in my life, mm-hmm. you know, for a couple of years, which is exciting when they find the right time and place on a record. Like, actually, really makes me really happy um, because I can I can look at I can sing the songs and I can listen to the record, and for me, it's a it's a really it's like the next step. It's a, the evolution of like me musically but also figuring out these ideas as like a human being and as an adult 
Mm-hmm. My last record, I was still a teenager when I wrote it. So it's like my first, like my twenty-year-old. You know, you've done a lot of fast growing up. Yeah, and, and yes. travel probably yeah. helps. Mm-hmm. Just exposing yourself to other cultures and travel. Yeah, and just and running running yourself as a business. Yeah, and that's always been something really important to me was the balance of business and music and not being afraid to be the booking agent, be the manager, be the publicist that I need to be for myself. Controlling your own destiny. Yeah. Which is not easy. No. My doctor said you're stressed, Fiona. (laughs) You mentioned that as we were waiting for our food. Is there anyone in America, especially who lives in a big urban center who's not under some stress? No. Unless you, like... Have, no, I feel like even if you have like a crazy trust fund, you're still stressed out about your society party. You're still, if, even <laughs> if you have a crazy trust fund, you're still trying to, you know, manage a family or find love. Mm-hmm. Or... There's always something. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, I always say like, I like to take moments and I, I call them the treat yourself days or nights. Where you oh, just we're having one of those right I now, know. by the way. <laughs> I don't know, completely. Where you say, okay. I worked hard. I'm going to sit and enjoy this for a second. That's how I think I get my... Mm-hmm. Like, I took myself out to dinner, like, my third day in Chicago, working a lot. Are you, so where do you, are there places that you long for when you come back to town? Was there, like, a um, special place where you said, oh, my gosh, that's it, I got to go? I love Bongo Room. Mm-hmm. Um, I love... Um, there's the Maxwell Street uh, Sausage Bratwurst Place. Mm-hmm. Love that place. Um, like, right off the, right the expressway? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I... Yeah, the studios are over there. Um... You know, I'm like, I love Mar- uh, Mark Bayless, right? That's Zoko. Rick. Rick, Rick, Mark, you know, whatever. His <laughs> food's good. Um, the best. Mm-hmm. And then, I can't afford it as much anymore, but when I first arrived in Chicago, I was enjoying trying out restaurants in the West Loop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, wait, no, couldn't really work. But there was some good, there is some really good food. Oh, there's some great stuff there. I usually can't really afford it anymore. <laughs> right there, hey, we're we're sitting on Cicero Avenue eating sausages. <laughs> so I'm a, tastier. Than I get it. Believe me. I honestly taste, but I, I I like. I don't know. I just like walking around anywhere in Chicago. Like I mm-hmm. miss I miss that. Oh, Aratsu, my favorite place, off off Oakley. It's where I used to live in Bucktown. Okay. Um. Yeah, we could just talk about food for the next. <laughs> well, you know, it is, technically it's a food podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It seems like fair game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I but, love eating. You know. You've mentioned Bowie before. I've seen you do Moon Age Daydream. Yes. I love that you love Bowie because I, I Bowie's it. always been one of my favorites. Do you have a favorite yeah. album? Um, you know what? This is gonna sound. Would it be easier if I... I said favorite songs? Yeah, because there I can say three songs off of different albums. Um, oh, you pretty things. Off from of Hunky Dory. Hunky Dory. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite song. And That's then a great um, one. you can't go wrong with five years. It's classic. From Ziggy. I thought of a Ziggy. Um, also, I would put. Um, I mean, I play Moon Age. Moon Age is one of mm-hmm. my tops. And of. And you play the live version of Moon Age. I, yeah, that's Th- there's a distinction for, there. Thank you for under, wow, I appreciate that. <laughs> I like his live. There's a live record, and I wish I remembered the exact live record it was. But I listened to it on repeat. Um, I, I don't remember the version I, I've seen you do. Is it's either David Live or from Ziggy Stardust? It's, I think it's, I think it's from Ziggy Stardust. Um, but also, I love the new record. Yeah. And I, my dad bought me. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. 
but it's not something I can just play on the like it's like sit mm-hmm. which I enjoy that like I love that he has a record that I sit and this is what I hope I mean my record is and I'm not comparing my music to Bowie because that's just extreme but um I wanted my record to be like I, you're watching a movie with your with your eyes shut so it's very cinematic it's very you know story and cinematic's a good word yeah mm-hmm. so I wanted to be and if you've heard the single money I mean it's a very mm-hmm. larger than life kind of song um, and I love that when I'm listening to Black Star, I could sit mm-hmm. for 45 minutes. It's immersive. It's immersive, and it's emotional. Mm-hmm. And I, I love an atmospheric at times. And yeah, so, um, yeah, um, Bowie's amazing. And then on top of that, you take musical, you take lyricist um, style. Uh, stage presence mm-hmm. um, I mean crossover into the film and TV I mean fi- f- I mean everything I mean I was only Twin Peaks he's Twin Peaks yeah like everything well stage presence is important to you yes. you have a very uh, <laughs> you have a very strong approach to fashion yeah <laughs> so it's so less is sometimes more <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid um uh, yes I um I I don't know I love so I started off doing a lot of musical theater mm-hmm. performing and for me I hated that musical theater performance was forcing me to fit in the mold of what this writer this playwright this what they wanted what they you saw. are such an independent person <laughs> like every everything I know about you and everything you're saying you just you, you want to run your own show in every aspect of your life. And my live show is like I get my own musical mm-hmm. every night. I mean, that's that's how I feel when I'm on stage. I, it's that kind of out of body experience that I only felt when I was doing musical theater shows. So, yeah, why not? And then sometimes, you can... sometimes less is more. <laughs> my dad is gonna give me crap. <laughs> But he gets it. I mean, he grew up in rock and roll. Yeah, he he definitely gets it. And for me, it's about like being, I think, a woman in the industry, which is something I've been writing a lot about on different blogs and things. It's the empowerment of doing whatever I want for my music that is helping people that are in the audience um, escape in this, these worlds I'm creating. Mm-hmm. So I sing a lot about, you know, the ways that we use our vices to escape from ourselves. And there's times that when I am performing live, I'm falling into the characters that I write about. I don't know if that makes sense. It absolutely. Does. Yeah. Um, it's not like I'm going on stage like I can cuss, right? Oh, it's a podcast. Yeah, Shit face. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so used to being like <laughs> being proper and pulling back. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah. I can go on. I can go on. It's not like I'm going on stage. Shit face. But it's like that. It's the actor. It's the. Mm-hmm. It's the stage performance of it. I love that. Okay, so for people, uh, well, we already shared the Shuba's date. By the time this is out, Shuba's will have come and gone. Wow, what a great show that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are in Chicago. You're like Brigham Newton. You kind of show up mm-hmm. here for a little bit, then you disappear. But I'll have, um, I have a show July 8th and July 14th. So if those have not passed, <coughs> um, doing some other stuff that literally booked today. Oh, good. I was like, I only had shows for June, and I pushed my trip to stay an extra month, and I was like, might as well be playing. 
I think this will probably run before July 8th. So where are you going to be? So I'm doing actually something at Tribeca College, The Sesh. Oh, sweet. So The Sesh. And you can actually come to the live performance of it. So it's in-studio performance, but they're letting people come to it. I love that. So that's cool. And then I'm doing another So Far Sounds show, which I love. Have you been to So Far Sounds? Mm -mm. Oh, it's awesome. It's all around the world. I've done them in London, L.A. Um, It's pretty much, um, it started off... Um, I want to say there were mu- there were music lovers in London who hated going to clubs and people on their drinking too much uh, on their phones yeah. and they created a pretty much pop up their shows uh, you kind of you I'm doing a really good job of describing this you RSVP we're, we're getting there I gotta you, see the finish line you, you RSVP for the date and the location so say July 20th in uh, Bucktown and you get there you don't know who's playing you know, folks. Love that. You sit there. You see three artists that they've curated to see you to see play. I love that. And you you're there. It's BYOB. People bring food, drinks, and it's like an immersive, fun experience where people like I did a show um, last week, um, actually this past Sunday, um, on a rooftop or somebody's balcony, like nothing fancy. Um, I think it was in in Lincoln Park, and you know, no PA, just me. Violin, guitar, bass. Super cool. Super cool, yeah. So, long story short, that's what I'll be doing. All right. And then for people who want to keep in touch with you, you're everywhere on social media. Yeah. Fiona, um, Fiona Gray Music. Yeah, Gray with an E, G-R-E-Y. So, Instagram, um, at Fiona Gray. Facebook, facebook.com slash Fiona Gray Music. And Twitter, at Fiona Gray Music. Awesome. All right, I'm going to let you finish your sandwich. I'm going to really yeah. quickly read the Boost Mobile social messages of the week. Uh, Marty Casey. You know who Marty Casey is? Love Hammers. He was on oh, yeah. Rockstar in Excess. Uh, he was on last week's show, and he was playing live in the backseat, which was weird and wonderful and awesome. Uh, a couple comments about that, which I need to hold under the light so I can read. Uh, Jody said, that was so fun. Loved all the history, the stories, and the song, too. Yep. Uh, Marty told talked all about the whole In Excess experience and... Mm-hmm. He came in, came in as runner-up and just... Crazy. Yeah. Lots of highs and lows for him. And uh, Melissa says, Loving this. Huge Marty Casey fan and Love Hammers. Been following since they had their first gig at Robert's Roadhouse. I don't even know where that is. And I love hearing the progression of their journey. Would love to see more. Cool. Uh, thank you for that. Social media messages of the week. Thank you, Boost Mobile. Uh, Fiona, you've been awesome. Thank you so much. I ate all my food. How could you not? I know. The, um, this some, car is the clean plate club. I love it. It was so. Thank you for having me, and thank you for playing I, yeah. the songs and everything. I, I I feel like I only have the ability to have you in my car for a, a moment in time. I know. I, I feel like it's all it's all coming together for you. Yes. Like there will come a time where you'll say, "No, I can't do a Mazda." Mercedes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like the don't Mazda. You, don't you know who I am? I'm Fiona Gray. No, I, never. I do two Mazdas. No, never. Keep those Midwestern roots forever. Right on. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me.